I mean, yeah. I like simplified. Then just say that it was a journey that he needs to go to the end of the eternities, and then he's coming back. And he's gonna be See? Now what was wrong with that? <laughs> it's not real. It's Alex delusion. Yes! Well, I'm just trying to help you with your mental health, because apparently it's just you out. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Ready Podcast, where we fashion ourselves TV judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And our returning co-host, we're excited to have again, Taylor Heiner. Hi. <laughs> Still I just love it. Uh, it, it's something about it's like therapy style. I know. Well, and I love like it's something about like the intro or like the tagline that just gets people. Because well, who was it? Was it Dalton? That, oh, it gets man. better before it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, it gets better before it gets worse. He like completely reversed his. It was great. Loved it. All right. Well, we're here to talk about Moon Knight episode one or season one episode five. Sorry, I'm a little fried tonight. Um, yeah. Shit kind of went off the rails in this one. And yet, to me, this is one of the more intriguing episodes of the show. Um, what do you guys think? I was lost from about the, the when we first see the hippo again and she goes, hi. And then I was lost. <laughs> That's me. And I remained lost for the entire episode until the credits rolled. And then I just sat yeah. there. Staring really into hard the to know what is reality and not reality is him in the therapy office like Mm -hmm. well well it worked it did it did a great job because that's like what therapy is because it's showing dissociation so it's like that's what this disorder is is it's all like what is real what's not that's what they get to live with every day is is none of it real that's what i want to know but that's the thing you don't know and like like when you have i need to know taylor can you imagine like being that person (laughs) no i cannot you have no idea if you're looking down at like something like it's literally like like when he went and saw the trauma again he was looking at like his life from like an outside point of view that's how some people experience their life it was cool i felt like they were totally doing like how people see their lives in a really weird way it was great i don't want to go through that ever at all it gives you a little bit like i think empathy for them almost though like as close as you can get because but that's like their reality Mm -hmm. is like they they are in this like for the lack of a better word which i'm trying not to cuss on here but it's a mind fuck like it it really is you have no idea what reality is from from like your own perception and and all these delusions that you have i thought it was so cool and then they're trying to sort it out and then on top of it it's usually super emotional what they're like combining their stuff in and then how they i thought it was cool how they used the bad guy as the therapist to help him and how it was like this whole because that's that's real like we get that all the time where it's like well are you gaslighting me or are you helping me and like they'd played that whole thing really well hmm. i was very intrigued and i was excited that you were going to be on this episode because i <laughs> i loved this episode because i was like oh shit they're he's self therapying like that's i was like yeah, he was. I was like, he's working through his trauma, and then I really loved that. Based on the last time you were on, and we talked about the different trauma, and we got to see firsthand at least one major piece of trauma that caused the split between caused Mark to create Stephen. So I thought that was fantastic. But they did so good because it was like there was the initial trauma, 
But then it was how the trauma was handled that created complex trauma that created him to divide because his mom was abusing him and blamed him. Most people would respond to, it's not your fault or try and deal with it or whatever, or just leave that initial trauma and the parents would separate it. But because she not only blamed him, but took it out on him, he developed that. It was fascinating though, because he did it in the moment. I liked how they showed the point of separation and where it originates from, because they usually do find an identity that's based off surroundings or something to save them. And it was totally like that naive little Steven. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. Yeah. And then when he like fell, it was like he was losing his second identity. I was like, oh my goodness, that was such good like symbolism of yeah. him like falling into the stuff and then him losing himself. Mm-hmm. No longer a protector to deal with the reality. Yeah, I still want to know about the third one though. They hinted at. They did. Because I said, they, they what? They hinted. Where was the third because one? there was like, when they were balancing the hearts, I'm like, well, he's searching for something. So is he searching for his third personality, which is why he's unfulfilled? Because it yeah. would make more sense. But then he lost his protector. So then he's still like, he's still got something to protect him. So I want to know what that. And then they, there was like, uh, wasn't there another reference somewhere like when he was looking at all the dead people in the shop and he's like, I don't know. I thought there was something where he's like, not sure where one of them came from. Yeah, so they mentioned yeah. there was like three different mentions, and so one of yeah. them was like you were talking about the balance issue, hinted that there was there might be somewhere else that we need to find, and then there was like there was a scene that they were looking through a window, and he goes, "I don't remember that," and neither of them remembered and the memory. Straight. And he's like, "Well," and then Mark, as always, tries to push off me like, "Well, it's just another straight," which is how he handled all of his dissociation. Until mm-hmm. he could no longer at that other point, which is interesting that they showed that usually trauma will like get you to kind of deal with the multiple personalities. So the trauma reoccurring when his mom died was a thing that got him to have to like no longer control them that they kind of took over themselves. So Stephen coming out more that was triggered by his mom's death. That was like that was perfect representation of this disorder. Yeah, and wondering. then. This is like a typical Wednesday night for me that I like just experience these things because I'm married to a therapist. So like, yeah, I love Before it. Where I get too excited. No, I'm just talking about I'm I'm Mark at the therapy table, like reliving past experiences and like waking up screaming and like. I don't do that to you. <laughs> you just no, me. But, no. no I, it's just really, it's been fun watching this with Taylor because she gets so excited about it. This is a, one of the first times I can think of anything I've ever watched that really brings much of this to light. Because to me, this show's turned so much less of like a, it's not, it doesn't even feel appropriate to call this a superhero TV show. Because the last couple of episodes, he doesn't even have his powers. He's just Mark Steven, dude that's flawed, it's freaking out, that's messed up mentally. And we're trying to, or, I mean, I'm sitting there figuring out like, is he going to turn into Moon Knight again? How is this going to happen? How are they going to save everything? Um, and I'm just waiting for that to happen. The part that really stuck out to me beyond the um, like the mental health side was it was interesting, those spirits that were, uh, they were on the boat and the hippo made the comment, like, these spirits are being judged too early. It's like, it's all happening too quick, basically. And it was cool to see what was happening um, from, who's the, the bad guy, Ethan? Oh, yeah, Haro. Yeah, and what he was doing with the scales, preemptively judging people, and how that was screwing things up in the afterlife. But I liked how they brought it to life. It's like, oh, like this is what it would be doing on the other side of the fence here that they don't see those repercussions. Yeah. I yeah, I found this episode. Well, and I have to say, I found the last two episodes both times now since he's when we've gone into this mind space. 
of his and then like the afterlife. And the other thing that really got me was talking about last time we were on, we were a couple episodes, we talked about the pantheons and the different pantheons and they, they hinted at, there are different afterlifes for each pantheon. Like she mentioned, you just never know. And we've seen a couple of them, right? Cause she mentioned the one for uh, black Panther that we've seen. Um, and it's really fitting because boss is Conchu's sibling in within the pantheon so those two are actually related the two mains here now and so we see that plus we have the soul stone from previous movies where you know we've both we've seen a number of people go into the soul stone now and and talk to someone there so that could be one version of an afterlife based on i mean we know that uh, what's her face when she when Thanos threw her off. She was as a child. We see her there. Oh, Gamora, Gamora yeah. stuck in that. So I mean, we're starting to get into some really deep, deep lore. In that, we know what the afterlife for like the Black Panther piece of the this pantheon looks like with Boss, and um, and then and it was funny that Tawawet mentioned it. Like she's like, oh, and I can't remember the name of it now, but she's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And like I was like, holy shit, they're talking about all of these. So it was really cool that they've really they're not afraid to delve into that and say, look, it's not about this one or that one. And this isn't the only one it's you're now in the afterlife and we're taking you across this desert and you can either get balanced and end up in the beautiful little wheat fields, or you can not get balanced and end up stuck in the dirt. So, so JJ, I think the question I have my, one of my, my oldest nephews asked was like, what is, what is Marvel trying to accomplish with this more obscure character and where's the tie in and what things could they be introducing us to? Do you, do you have any ideas now the more that you've seen it? Cause I still ask myself like what, what's really being accomplished? Is this just kind of a one-off cool story? And if that's the case, I mean, I think it's dope, but I'm curious to see if they're going to connect it to the MCU in some stronger way that I'm just not picking up on. I'd be really fascinated if Taylor knew the answer to that because that <laughs> no, would be shocking. But I do like, okay, sorry, I'm sitting here being like, I have to say, but I think it's really cool that they're incorporating a superhero with a mental disorder and it's not an easy mental disorder. This is actually a really intense one that we don't see very often. And I love that they're normalizing it because this one also has, DID also carries anxiety and depression, which you can clearly see in the character too. And I think... Even if there's there's probably like a whole other Marvel story behind it, but I love that they're normalizing it because so many people do deal with mental health every day and putting a superhero with that is just more exposure for getting people to understand this whole other world that we didn't talk about for years. So I think whoever wrote this is a genius because it's like combining so many things that have been in the dark for so long. So there's probably more reasons, but I like that. No, I agree. And they've changed fundamentally for this show. They've changed this character's background because there was trauma, but it wasn't like this. And they never explored because when they first did it, there was there was no understanding of DID. So when this was written, it was based on a character that was classified as schizophrenic. Well, if it was written to a couple of years ago, it was called multiple personality disorder. And it was also different symptomology and different origination. Like they've changed yeah. it for understanding too. So how it was written probably was more schizophrenic because his story looks more schizophrenic sometimes. Yeah. And that's in the comics. It's like, it's very wildly miswritten based on what I've looked at. Now, again, I've not read too many of them, but I've been doing some research on it, but this show has completely changed a lot of the backstory. Like with him having a brother, he didn't have a, well, let me rephrase his brother dying 
like we see in this, his brother didn't die. He had an older, a younger brother that was still alive in the comics. So, and then that trauma of his mother abusing him post brother's death, that's all new. So they've done a really good job of incorporating, like you said, and, and really kind of leading into it. As far as the grander scale of the MCU, that's probably one of the biggest complaints this show has gotten is that every other show that they've done on Disney plus with the MCU is tied in even in small ways to the larger MCU universe. So I don't know the full answer to where they could be going with it. Other than we have two more Pantheon style movies coming soon, black Panther two, which they'll have to at least try to dive into this a little bit because with the obviously tragic death of Chadwick Boseman, they're going to have to change the black Panther and who is playing that character. And you can't, do that without at least touching on that on boss and that their afterlife. And so they're introducing, maybe they're doing that to kind of tie in those two. And then um, you also have Thor and with Thor, who knows, we've already seen a little bit of their afterlife in that when uh, Odin disappears into the ether he goes to valhalla i'm assuming which would be their side we may see the greek version because gore my guess is gore the god butcher is going to come in and slay a couple of people in that movie at least on some pantheon and i love taylor can't handle gore Uh, (laughs) it is a stupid (laughs) name so i really think the, the, the afterlife piece with this one is probably going to touch on and is introducing us to some things that we may see in the future. Um, but overall, I just think they're introducing a character that will start to weave into some movies and really connect. I think with phase four, everybody wanted what we had with phase one, two, and three. And you just can't have that because they had to start over in essence. And then you've got issues with some of the actors that, may not want to continue playing and then you got i mean it's there's a whole shit show that they're having to keep up with but i think with this one there might be some veins where they start to pull this character into a movie or into a storyline in order to ground it a little bit and give you some familiarity maybe on some new characters that might be coming especially where you have blade and you have black knight and you have uh werewolf by night like so you have these strange characters that other than blade we haven't seen before and and so i think this character could bring that familiarity with those characters as well that's my guess but that's all so wild speculation mental health cool and that he has Definitely. he leveled <laughs> yeah, it up peeps well, i was gonna say i think it it's an interesting character arc that it's more like some of these superheroes and such that have some of them similar flawed backgrounds or complexities and in regards and it'd be fun to see more of this type of storytelling moving forward and this is the advantage of doing a, a tv miniseries instead of a movie is you have the liberty to to tell us because if this is a movie it would be so much more sporadic and i don't know if it'd be told in the way that allows for this type of depth because we wouldn't care so much about the mark stephen dichotomy if it was in like a two hour and 15 minute movie i just think it, it would have in fact a movie probably would have sucked just to be completely frank yeah Well, and that's always been an issue that I've had with the comics or the movies. And I realized that that's they've been cool. Look, everybody knows I love most of the Marvel stuff, but there's never been as a comic book reader. 
you'll have a series of books and you know, you may have 12 books and only like five of them have some serious fights and action. And a lot of them are story building. And so you see these moments of character development through these books that you can't have in a movie because you don't have the ability to tell it within two, two and a half hours. And that's why I was so stoked when they start doing these shows, because these to me are those middle books, right. That take from one main event to the next piece of the main event within that story block of character development and introducing and here's why hulk's not and thor aren't at at this fight and here's why this character's not involved in this character because they each have their own things going on and we just forget that because it's a two and a half hour movie that are entertaining but there's no real ability to explain things so that's why i love these shows to to your point mattson and because it gives us a depth of character that we just can't do in a movie well, I think one thing, too, is they don't focus as much on the fighting as they focus on the development of the story and the plot behind it, too, which is why out of all the Marvel ones, I've been most fascinated by this one, because there is actually a plot and there is depth with not only the mythology side, but then the mental health side. And then like there's dynamic to it that's more interesting to people like me than people who are more Marvel. Mm-hmm. That I'm really intrigued by. I know we're going to have the big fight scenes at the last one, but we're not in a place where we're ready to do that. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen, the runtime in the last episode isn't wildly long. It's in the range of the 45 minutes to an hour that we've had. So they're going to have to get out of, you know, the afterlife pretty quickly in order to have. But I mean, from everything I understand, there's going to be this big fight and showdown. And then there is a post credit scene they've announced. But then you have to wonder with the afterlife how much of that was a delusion of his and then how much has all of this been a delusion of his because I was looking at more DID stuff today and then I noticed and I read it to Matson and I forgot the exact line but it was saying that you can have spirits be another personality of yours so Khonshu could really just be another personality of his that he's created and then I was like holy <laughs> crap that just adds more I know Alec that's like even more confusing now so I'm like and then the hippo I've just could been be broken like, just and you're just making or... it worse I'm sorry but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like once I read that oh my goodness, Matt's and Conchu could be like his, the hippo could be a delusion. Like there's so many things that we don't know yet. And then you're going to have to come back and answer those quickly. And then getting shot, like, is that real? Was that fake? Like, we don't know. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, (laughs) (laughs) and I love it because of the complexity of it all. I, it's just, and I, okay. I gotta say this, like, especially this episode and I've loved him the whole show, but Oscar Isaac, holy shit. This guy is killing it. This episode, like his acting chops, because it was just him. I mean, there's, it's him against him and a hippo. And a CGI hippo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is fantastic. And like the emotion that he's going through. And I still think, because the scene that they're looking through the window that referenced Jake, Mm -hmm. the third uh, altar was the one where he's standing by the taxi, which Jake Lockley was a taxi driver as his identity is a taxi driver. He's standing by a taxi outside of his dad and mom and dad's house at before his mom's funeral. And they flat. And that was where he always saw was him standing on that street and behind the taxi. That's the scene that the other two were like, we don't know where that's at. How did the mom die? Don't know. Did Jake kill her? I don't know. Was, but that's like, what kind of personality is Jake? Is Jake more, because Mark's kind of an aggressor, but Mark's an aggressor because he has to, Alex, like, you're crazy, stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, like, what if, that 
that would make it even more complex where like because of his trauma then he has like it would make sense jake is an aggressor and yep. he's the one that protects so then he would go and attack the person that victimized him all these years and get revenge so then i'm like oh my goodness what if he killed his own mother well and they've shown that jake is an aggressor because in the battle those guys well, there was the one battle yeah. with those kids where they both came out and were like, I didn't do this. Well, it wasn't me, yeah. which there means there's the third. And I so he could have killed his mom, whether he killed his mom or not. I think that was Jake that we saw at the end that was walking away and then switched to Steven. And then Steven took over from there and After went to England. Fight. Yeah. So when his yeah. dad was waving him in, I don't think that was Mark. I think that was Jake. I was drinking. Yes, I think that, and then was stumbling down the road and didn't go in the house. I think that was Jake because they never, that same scene was indicated that those two didn't know what they were seeing. They don't remember that memory. So either his mom because they, Mark they did the was one before. shit ripped and don't just doesn't remember it because he was so drunk, or it's not actually either of those two. Because it, yeah, I mean, hmm. Dude, that just makes it more intense. Strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> Irish coffee. (laughs) And I'm just frustrated because they said this thing's only getting one season and I want like 12. I I think this is like the one show that I that they've done that I'm like, no, give me more now because I I just think that this is wildly interesting to watch because the 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 level of acting, the storyline so interesting to me. And I didn't think that I would ever say that about this show because it's not like there's a lot of action. It's not like that. It's just it's so good as far as the story and the acting and how they're doing it. I but love it. It's interesting when we were watching the the trauma scenes last night, I was like, that is literally how it feels when you're working with somebody with trauma in a room. Like he did so good at portraying real emotions that it felt like I was in a counseling session at that moment. Hmm. And I could feel the pain that he felt. And I was like, oh, it was just like, ugh, it was a little too much. But I was like, that was good acting. Like when you can actually portray that deep of an emotion that's complex. Yeah. Well, and then him and, and Ethan Hawke bouncing on each other, off of each other. Between He's a good gaslighter. So, yeah. So good. Well, and I love the Ned Flanders line. Like, I cackled out loud both times I watched the episode at the Ned Flanders line because he does look like Flanders. <laughs> but I'm then. I'm glad you, you call it, JJ. I was about to ask you how many times you saw this episode. So it's twice. Okay, it's only two. So yeah. Right. I watched it yesterday and then I watched it right before we got on. So, yeah. I just felt like there was so much in this episode that I had to. Yeah. It's the only one I've watched more than once. But there was just so much that I felt like I had to. There were so many little clues, though, to put together his personality that I feel like you could watch it a couple times and get new things and be like, oh, that's why he does this or that's why he fights this way or or chose his profession. I felt like I could kind of connect it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I was not expecting the mom to be what she was. Oh, my goodness. It was so sad. That was sad and traumatizing because, unfortunately, those things are realities for people. Yeah. It's just sad to know that that happens to kids and people. And like, yeah, I don't really have much more to say than hit home. Yeah, I think the hardest scene for me to watch was the end when he, when the, when Harrow, the doctor version of Harrow, like tries to hand him the phone with his mom on it. And he, he says my, like two or three times, like he actually admits at that moment that my mom's dead. And I'm like, oh my God, that connecting tissue and watching him like it was almost like this sigh of relief and yet pure pain of finally coming to that realization and accepting it and moving forward i was like good lord that was rough but what about the part where hit steven fell 
I think that was the part that was the saddest to me because he had been protected for so long and he got to escape. Like the pain, I don't even know how to explain it. When you work with a client that does have this kind of trauma, the pain that they show you in their eyes is just so deep that you can feel what they feel. And it's just, mm. it's crushing. But then when you finally see that his protector is gone and his escape is gone, I'm like, how is Mark going to, Mark's going to fall apart. Like there's nowhere for him to run to. So then it makes me worried. Then maybe that's why when Jake will come out. But it, I think that was a part where I was like, it just crushed me a little bit. I was like, this poor yeah. guy is left with nothing but the memories of his mom being a busy. Yeah. Well, and I liked. He does have Layla. If he can get back to her. No, but then he pissed her off too, right? Before, I was gonna say like, that. everything. So then, like, he feels like he's all alone. Like this poor guy just needs somebody to be like this hippo. This hippo needs to love him. Like that's oh. yeah. Somebody needs to love him. Tabolette was wildly, wildly entertaining to me too, though. I mean, she starts she really turning the like boat. She really felt like my therapist style, guys. I was like, oh crap. I <laughs> yeah, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, and I think for me, I like too the part where Stephen recognizes that I have the same skill sets somewhere, mm-hmm. and starts beating everybody's ass. Like, because I like that because he was a protector in that he would leave when all of the shitty things, so that he was just kind of oblivious to everything that was bad. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, no, now I'm going to really protect this dude and start. And he, yeah, I love that part. It's like too. his final sacrifice though. Like I've protected mm-hmm. you for this many years and then I'm going to protect you one more time before I am like leaving you, which yeah. is, is cool to see that, that dichotomy. Yeah. I did hope for the future. Both of the hearts were still on the scale at the end when he fell off, even though he was in dust, both of the hearts were still there. So I think we'll see Steven again. So. I want him to be gone for him. Do you? Yeah, because DID doesn't get cured, so then you always have those split personalities. But I think the thing that, I mean, this is my like therapist heart where I'm like, I want him to be healed. I want him to like sure. be able to process his trauma. So then I'm like, okay, this was like a good representation of, like that that was pretty much therapy. Like you go through, you do talk therapy, you do EMDR, which is rapid eye movement, which is really good for trauma treatment. But um, so like a lot of what they did in that episode was like, therapy for him so i'm like well maybe this is like a representation of he can get rid of him but that's like me being like i would like it to go away it's fair yeah it's fair fix him i think what you'll see is more of a transition to what the comic was like where they worked together all the time like they were always in concert in the comic book it wasn't like a switch because they were triggered it was a switch because oh steven's the right personality for this or Mm -hmm. Uh, Jake is the right alter for this situation or Mark. So I, I think that's what they're going to lean more towards through working through this, but I'm with you. I think it'd be cool if they just, I know I just want to fix the trauma guys, but that's what we do with DID. We also only have 50 minutes left before this is. That's a miracles happen. It's crazy. huh? How are they going to wrap this up in 50 minutes? Yeah. They're just going to mess me mind again, Alec. <laughs> and then yep. you're going to cry in the corner. It might They're be like have an Inception ending. Corner. It could be like an Inception <laughs> ending where is the is the dreidel, is it spinning, is it not Good spinning? And I feel Max like this is an appropriate no. way to end things. No, you no, know, it no, could no, be no, like no. that. That's it really what could. it is in their lives. And I think that would be mm-hmm. a, like coming from a person that hates not wrapped up stories because that's stupid. I think that that's probably <laughs> what would fit this the best because... He is living this reality, which is like a spindle draining all the time, or whatever he said, going around all the time. He doesn't know what's real yeah. and what's not. That's my bold prediction, is I think it's going to end in a way like that, where you still question, you walk away and question, what did I just watch? In what way did it really end kind of way? 
and I don't deny, in fact, I'm, I'm leaning your way, Mattson, in that there is nothing, there's no one in this show that didn't show up in his own mental therapy session after he died. There is no outside characters. There are no introductions to the bigger MCU world. So there's nothing saying that all of this isn't going on in his head. Yeah. So I, I think it could end in that way of he wakes up or we see him and the whole thing comes, the big fight scene comes to an end and we just see him sitting there thinking I was never Moon Knight. I was never... I just have been in a therapy session or something like that. And then all of a Bro. sudden that now, now I think the end credit scene, what you'll see is he turns into moon Knight or something like that. But I think they might lean into this could be all uh, for lack of a better term, a delusion. I think yeah. it'd be a good way to wrap it up. You all suck. The more I talk about it, I'd be disappointed <laughs> if it's kind of not that way. Alex, yeah. Don't judge mental health. I want Conchu to come back. I want Mark to wreck somebody's shit, and I want Harrow to duke it out with Conchu riding on top of Amit. That is what I want. <laughs> and I think you'll get to see a version of all those things. I just think they'll get intimated that it may not be real. But it's interesting that, like, thinking about it, if it is a delusion, then his delusion is based around this morality of good and evil and our people judged before that like that is the very epitome of what happened with his mom like should mm -hmm. she have been taken away from him before she hurt him or should she have been given a chance to show her evil and that's like totally what he's debating in this whole thing here so it's interesting how everything's reflecting his own delusions and mental health like that's what did is and disassociation is you're going to circle everything around what you know and all your moral complexes so it would make sense if they stuck it in that and on that note Man, now so I can't I wait. Back to for... Team Omit. <laughs> what? Back to Team Omit. Prejudge. Is that the cue to switch back to Team Omit? No, Team Omit sucks because she could have been a team great mom. Omit was I felt there. so bad for her too because think of the trauma she had, and then she took it out wrong. Like she needs therapy. He needs therapy. This whole people need therapy. But Omit could have broken the. Trauma. No, because you now... have good and bad in you too. What if you go and do something dumb? You I do something dumb all the time. Yeah, but nobody's <laughs> killing you. You have should. a chance to change. She's saying you don't. Oh, a chance I'm up. not gonna take. <laughs> That's not true. Well, and then his poor dad, this guy's a Jewish rabbi, and now he's got to help his his flock and his son and his wife. And that guy's in a shitty position, too, there. Yeah. Lost, Lost everybody. Son. Man. Yeah. All right. I can't wait for next week. Should be interesting. I think Dude, it's like two job. days. I know. But then we won't record it for a little oh, while. That's true. So, but I'm probably going to watch that one a few times. Hey, Alex, did I miss like... with your mind enough? Uh, I was broken before I came into this podcast, and now it's worse. Well, as I say, oh, I just thanks. love that you came in hoping for some help, and all we did was yeah, shit on Yeah, I was like, let's have Taylor on because I need some explanation, and you just made it worse. Well, I mean, there's, like, the intense way you could go, or you can make it very simplified if that's what you need. I mean, yeah. I like simplified. Then just say that it Beginning, was a middle, journey that he needs to go to the end of the eternities, and then he's coming back. And he's gonna be See? Now what was wrong with that? <laughs> It's not real. It's Alex delusion. Yes. You know I'm just trying to help you with your mental health because apparently it's just out. I love it. Oh, I'm excited. I am excited. I we sh I don't think we have any other guests planned, so you should come on for the conclusion of Moon Knight and talk about it. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be an interesting one. Like this. They need to make more shows like this. Northman was crap. Oh, okay. was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting one. I was there, Alec. <laughs> I was there too, and I saw I one of the scarred. best renditions of Hamlet I've ever seen. I don't even know if I'd go that far, dude. And I, <laughs> I didn't hate this movie, but well, I've Nobody's seen like I've you. seen like two. So well, uh, there you go. It's it's yeah. All I, I gotta saw... say, no. Yeah, it's rough. All right, well there it is, uh, Moon Knight. Season one, episode five. Join us next week for the conclusion, episode six. Maybe the conclusion, maybe not. Who knows? What if they extend um, it? Did oh, they I would love that. I would, <laughs> that would love just it. like that. I would love that. Like, is it for sure? Z's done. They yeah. haven't. They've you said know. it's a one-off. But my dreams. But they've said that shit before, and if it if it does well. Well, I was like, look at freaking Marvel. They've made how many movies and like added on. Money's crap. the motivator. Yeah, but their their TV shows are typically there's there's only one of them that's been confirmed will have a second season, and that's uh, uh, Wandavision. One of them. No, Wandavision's not. Uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, okay it's Alec, the only one. Every day, ride into Disney Plus and say we want another Moon Knight. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Okay. I don't think Alec does though. He's confused. <laughs> I know. I was I'm like, just going to be like, need more Moon Knight so I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, there it is. Again, tune in next week for the conclusion. We'll have Taylor back on. We'll have all sorts of fun psychology talk, and hopefully, there'll be the big battle that Alec wants, and maybe he'll be pissed because it'll still. It, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm leaning towards the feeling of. Yeah, thank no you. actual resolution to the psychology it's of it all. It could be at least hinted that we just won't know. Uh, Matt, to tell everybody where they can find us when they're not listening to our TV episodes. Yeah, when you're when you're not listening to this great banter and not confused about reality, come check us out at whatsourverdict.com for all of our TV and movie content. Uh, check us out on social media at What's Our Verdict on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to see what has been coming out this week, um, coming out the next weeks and previous weeks. Um, if you want to find us on our uh, podcast, you can search What's Our Verdict TV for all of our TV stuff. Again, we got some heavy hitters upcoming, Obi-Wan, uh, Stranger Things, The Boys. I cannot tell you how excited we are. Um, as well as if you want to find all of our movie stuff, just search What's Our Verdict. Again, wherever good podcasts can be found. Uh, and, and give us a listen. Lots of good stuff coming up. Man, I'm so glad you said that. When does Stranger Things, the first part of it, come out? It's like at the end of May. Is where, or isn't it like a week or two? Oh, son of a bitch. It, it, it premieres the same day as Obi-Wan. Man, you have a fun night. Wow. What is that? <laughs> you guys would tell me if you weren't real, right? No, I'm a no, delusion of your reality. A cute I one. You. I can gaslight you very well, Alec. Like ask Matson. I'm good at gaslighting myself. So <laughs> I live my life gaslighting most people. As you'll learn, we trainers are very good at gaslighting, my friend. Um, yeah, so we'll have to figure that out. I got to add that to the website. I updated the website and I have, I didn't look at Stranger Things. So I got to add Stranger Things to the website. So When are you watching the creepy movie? Uh, that doesn't come out till June. Get our get some more Ethan Hawke in our in our lives. Are it we watching is... it, Taylor? No, hell no. No. Okay. Do you want me to stay in the house alone when you go to Toronto? That's way later. 
June 24th. I won't watch it. Oh, that is like the week I'm gone, actually. See? I'm not watching that. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I get on here and just start screaming. June, June 24th. Well, and I'd invite Casey, but she hates horror for the other reason. Like, it doesn't bother her. She just, she's like, they're boring and stupid. So we wouldn't have any kind of good discussion about the movie with Case. So we'll have to see if we can find, well, I'm okay with that. I, we're on the other side of the, well, not the other side of the country, but we're quite a ways away. So I can deal with the good cussing out. I get them quite often. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, Black Phone, that's June 24th. All right. Well, there it is. We'll keep working on it, but I'll go add that to the website. So go check that out. It's Ooh. a lot of work. Got to remap that whole page now. Damn it. All right. Welcome to my life. With that, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. Bye. Say magic out.